Holden dealerships in limbo. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my morning stein of coffee and I thought we'd have a look at this article from news.com.au discussing the demise of Holden and particularly the Holden dealers. Now a fan of the channel sent me the original article yesterday about the demise of the Holden brand and he was wrote the message going 3.30 because he works for Holden he worked in a dealership 3.30 we have a meeting the managers called a meeting so we find out what's happening he wrote back to me after saying it's business as usual they said they mentioned some alternative opportunities other brands that they could bring in more opportunities I don't think he bought it <laughs> he's, he's looking for other opportunities himself which I would not I would not blame him and would encourage a lot of other people I mean what would you do guys if you were in this situation if you were working in a Holden dealership what would you do you know so let's have a look at this agonizing Holden's demise in Australia puts dealer staff in limbo as Holden dealers face the choice of shutting down switching brands or selling spare parts Around 600 staff across New Zealand and Australia are in limbo. And this is in addition in addition to all of the staff at the Holden Design facility down in Melbourne. The future of hundreds of jobs across Holden's dealer network remains unclear after parent company General Motors' decision to close down the brand by the end of the year. Now, here's just the thing. For a lot of these dealer showrooms and also the businesses that service these vehicles, they, they'll often make a lot of money from the services. They've got all these design requirements that General Motors or Holden will put on them. You need to have this many square meterage of, I don't know, red wall on one of them or this larger waiting area. You need to have this service, this, this, this. All this cost they put onto them and they, they want you to refurbish your facilities quite often. It's similar to retail where they put all these responsibilities onto, the, onto you. So... Think about it. Even just this sign we're looking at here, how much that costs, guys. That, those aren't cheap. And now all of that, all of that investment, all of that capital, gone. Gone. If anything, you have to incur a cost to rebrand, to sell other models. GM and Holden have pledged to work closely with all their workers offering generous redundancy packages to about 600 staff across Australia and New Zealand. Most will be gone by June. GM is also committed to provide compensation to more than 200 dealers to allow them to transition to other brands or close down. Now, yeah, I mean, there, there you go. And what about all the people employed at the dealers as well? They're going to they're gonna be in a tough time, guys. They're going to be in a tough time. They will also have the opportunity to continue as dedicated Holden service centers with the company to maintain a supply of spare parts for at least 10 years. Maybe the parts will go up in value in those after those 10 years. Maybe people should start hoarding Holden parts. Or maybe people will just buy cheaper cars from overseas and import the parts. But with 185 retail outlets in Australia and 31 in New Zealand, hundreds of workers could lose their jobs in the months ahead if dealers are forced to shut. 
Well, I mean, what's what's the market like for cars, guys? The last data I had a look at, and I will bring that up here. Car sales this year is doing worse than the last two years. It's trending down. If you look at just GDP growth, ain't looking too good. And wage growth, I mean, it's it's laughable now. So what happens when you you can't afford to invest in a car? You can't, you know, you don't need it for your business. You just wait, keep going with your existing one. You put up with it. You repair it. You buy second hand. Holden interim chairman and managing director Christina Aculina described the brand's demise as agonizing, but said the company had chased down every conceivable option to keep the brand afloat. Holden will always have a special place in the development of our countries. As Australia and New Zealand grew, Holden was part of the engine room fueling that development, Mr. Aquila said. Unfortunately, all the hard work... Oh, it's Christian, not Christine. <laughs> well, unfortunately, all the hard work and talent of the Holden family, the support of our parent company, GM, and the passions of our loyal supporters have not been enough to overcome our challenges. We understand the impact of this decision on our people, our customers, our dealers, and our partners, and we'll work closely with all stakeholders to deliver a dignified and respectful transition. Now, remember when there was all this debate about government investing money into Holden to keep them here? What's happened? It's a large portion of tax money just frittered away. Frittered away. Think how much, I don't know, water infrastructure that could have provided. Or maybe tax deductions or refunds for businesses that are overly taxed or businesses that are lasting. Maybe get the states to ditch these payroll taxes. You know, the war's over. But that's not popular. That's not popular. That's the problem, guys. It's the problem we're facing here. The federal government's criticized GM for making its decision without consultation. The Prime Minister Scott Morrison declared he was not surprised by the move. Australian taxpayers put millions into this multinational company and they let the brand just wither away on their watch, Mr. Morrison said. See, this is the thing I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. If the company put millions into it, why didn't we buy shareholds, uh, a pro controlling share of the business? Why did we just give them money for nothing or tax deductions? Why didn't we buy a share of the business? Why didn't the unions that are so good at running businesses, why didn't they buy it out and run it themselves, guys? They're the best at running businesses, don't you know? They've got all the skills of running unions, so that must mean they must be really good at running other businesses too. It's funny that. It's like those who do do, those who can't teach. Those who enterprise enterprise, those who can't unionize. Anyway, however, the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union said the government had failed to back the vehicle manufacturing industry. This conservative government have consistently refused to support Australian manufacturing, and we've seen the result of that, with over 600 jobs being lost at Holden, Union Representative Don Herra Walmsy said. Now here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing to consider. Calls like this sound, you know, oh, they need to support the businesses, need to support the manufacturing. And I, I agree, Australia should have a manufacturing sector. But should it be at the expense of everyone else? Should 
everyone else incur a reduced quality of life because we're propping up these businesses that can't compete on a global scale. Have you read? Go through the enterprise bargaining agreement with Toyota. Have a look at that. I remember when Toyota left Australia because I'm a Toyota fan. My father had a Hilux. We've got the, the Camry. We've just got a Kia now. I prefer the Toyota. But read through the enterprise bargaining agreement, the complexity of that agreement for the workers and the union that was negotiated for them. Just just go through that and just imagine the complexity of implementing something like that. All the, the perks that they got. Here's the thing, guys. It's a different world now. It's a different world. You can ship product from one side of the planet to another, maybe from a country which has less regulation, less government interference, cheaper food, cheaper housing. What happens? People gravitate to that pro product. Everyone, all these people in the comments are going, oh, we've got to protect this, we've got to protect that. But it's all just bullshit. No, people won't pay extra. And if you've run a business, you've seen it. They won't. People will gravitate to the best bargain, the cheapest deal. That's just what people are like, and that's what the market is like. And that's what businesses have to respond to. So you've got to, got to find ways. Because guys, cars, cars are cheaper now than they were than they were in the past when we had the tariffs on it they're cheaper more people can afford them that improves your quality of life it allows you to spend money on other things it's not just a simple closed system so it's it's a tough call how would i encourage manufacturing back in australia i'd create special economic regions try and do something different rather than the government throwing millions of dollars at just one brand one business one you know multinational company create a portion of the country where it's going to be cheaper for businesses to establish where they've got infrastructure set up where they create incentives for people to establish businesses where you remove some of the onerous burdens what about if there was a special part a special part of the country where if you work there and i'm just throwing ideas out you got to spend your super on your house you got to keep it instantly you didn't have to lock it away as the government's beck and call. Because most people are not going to get enough for it to actually be worth anything. Would that encourage people to go there? Would you prefer that? What if there was a reduction in tax rate for workers? So you got more people encouraged to go there. And the businesses didn't have to do payroll tax. What if it was near a new nuclear power plant that provided cheaper power? But no, no, let's just throw money at one business, one brand. We need to start thinking outside the box as a nation. The decision to close comes amid plunging domestic sales with demand for Holden vehicles down almost 29% to just 43,000 in 2019. In a total market down just 8%. So they're doing, they're doing much worse than the rest of the market. There you go. So... What do you all think, guys? What do you think? Do you think Australia needs to have more protectionism? And are you willing to sacrifice, or do you think Australians are willing to sacrifice their quality of life to put up with that? But has our quality of life gotten so bad right now, can people afford it? Here's the thing. The champagne sipping socialists love implementing all these green policies and these costs and these burdens on people better for the environment it's no different than this 
Anyway, guys, let me know your thoughts and opinions below. I'm sure this is going to be a controversial discussion. But we need to do something. And the old ways aren't working anymore. Anyway, take care. If you're a fan of the channel, please like, share, and subscribe. Let me know your thoughts below. If you want to support us, there are a few ways you can. You can share the content, get the word out there. You can support us on Patreon for a monthly donation. You can also support us on the channel here. By joining, you get access to emojis and badges. We also have merch. We sell at the highest of what says website, PayPal for direct donations, and referral links for Amazon, eBay for your consumer purchases, independent reserve and KuCoin for your crypto trading. Thanks, guys. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now.